Welcome to another Take Note podcast, episode 52. My name is Chris Harper. This podcast is a 10-minute recap of one of our Take Note radio programs heard weekdays on Harvest Family Radio Guam. That radio program is an hour long. In it, we ask listeners to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God between songs. Find out more on our website at khmg.org, khmg.org. Today we ask you to take note of 1 John 2, 1-6. It's important for believers in Christ to know that God gives us the tools to avoid sin. In the book where we find our text of the day, resources to help us sin not are front and center. But we're also reminded of the great advocate we have in Christ, who made atonement for our sins, for the sins of the whole world, and who can bring us to completion in him, capable of walking as he walked. We'll focus on Jesus, an advocate, as that is our theme today from 1 John 2, 1 through 6. If we know Christ as Savior, if we're one of his disciples, then we know our mandate is to walk as he walked. God is conforming us to his image. The capabilities and resources we have in him are a key part of our text today. We learn about the things Jesus has done and is continuing to do on our behalf. These are things for which we need reminders, because our walk of discipleship can be difficult. Let's read all six verses first, then we'll take a closer look at them individually. 1 John 2, 1-6 My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. We see John's purpose for writing this letter Right at the beginning of our passage in 1 John 2, 1, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. There it is. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. This is a hopeful and confident teacher, one that understands the victory available in Christ, who's not despairing of his own sinfulness, or concerned disproportionately about mine. John is doing something that often seems unusual. He's believing wholeheartedly the truth that the New Testament teaches, that we are fully equipped to confront the Christian life, indwelled by the Holy Ghost that provides moment-by-moment help. But there's a realism to his confidence, understanding we remain in these sinful bodies and that we live in this sinful world, and that temptations, which come from our own lusts, are all around us. 
And that realism gives opportunity to remind us of another wonderful truth. Just as exciting as having the power to overcome sin through Christ is the news that the overcomer himself is our advocate, one who pleads another's cause before a judge, not just declaring us righteous, which he does, but being himself our righteousness, meaning he's not just a witness to our righteousness because we have none of our own, but he's the giver of imputed righteousness, having been our replacement and having taken upon himself the punishment that we deserved. And now he declares us forgiven, justly granted mercy based on what he has done. And so the text goes on, 1 John 2, 2. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. If you're not familiar with the word propitiation, it signifies an expiation, a means whereby sin is covered and remitted. It's an atonement for sin. He is the propitiation. He is the atonement. Our sin is blotted out because of him, because of his sacrifice. And no one's excluded from the scope of God's mercy in him. The text says, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the good news. This is the news that every man and woman on earth needs. It's an ongoing ministry to anyone who believes and a life-giving hope to anyone who does not yet believe. It's made clear here that good works cannot save. Nothing we do can make us right with God. Jesus does that. With that being said, 1 John 2, 3, And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. There's evidence for knowing him, for having faith in him, for embracing his atoning sacrifice. When we receive him as Savior and Lord, he becomes our model, the one after which we follow. We read of his life in Scripture. We hear his words repeated, and we determine to live by them. This is the only logical and right step. And while it's not easy, it is simple. We're his disciples. We're his followers. But there's a harsh reality that should also be logical. 1 John 2, 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Believers are changed. Once dead in trespasses and sins, we're raised to life in him, having the third person of the Godhead dwelling within us, the Holy Spirit. We're new creatures. All things are changed. God has changed what we want to do, and he's changed our ability to do it. No longer slaves to sin, we're free. Knowing all this, how can such a person reject God's commands? How can that new creature choose habitually to disobey, to go the opposite direction of the one they propose to follow? They do not, according to this passage, not habitually, not as a pattern of life, not without the chastening and discipline of God. The disobedient people that say they know him, 
are lying, and the truth is not in them. But there's more, 1 John 2, 5. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. There's a perfecting in the life of the person that keeps his word. It is by keeping his word that we are demonstrating that we know him, not gaining his favor, not earning our way to him, but demonstrating that we are indeed in him. We can show forth the love of God when we obey. We can do so in a perfect, complete way. And others will know that we are in him. This reflection of his attributes is what it means to glorify him. Because we can be sure of this. 1 John 2.6 He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. If we abide in Jesus, it only makes sense that we would walk as he walked, that we, because of our close fellowship with him, would know his mind and would act in ways for which he would approve. You've been listening to the Take Note Podcast. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org. And every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. My name is Chris Harper. Thanks for listening.